This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, coming up later during this National Nest Box Week, Frida Rummenhall from Hudson Middlesex Wildlife Trust will talk about particular homeless birds that they're helping and how you can help too. Plus, after the success of Wild at Home winter term, she'll tell us what's planned for Wild at Home spring term. But first, St Albans Greenpeace are asking you to show your love for green transport by displaying a green heart for Valentine's Day and throughout half term. I spoke to Lucy Bridgewater from St Albans Greenpeace. I started by asking why they're concentrating on sustainable transport just now. So we need a green recovery from the pandemic, one that focuses on protecting people and, of course, the environment. Uh, the need for the economic stimulus means that big spending decisions are being made right now. And these are consequences that we will live with for decades to come. So this could be the moment when we change direction or lock ourselves into decades more of car culture. We also know that the government has committed to a target of net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. But concern is already growing that transport slow progress will stop us from meeting that target since it contributes about a fifth to the UK's greenhouse gas emissions, which is obviously quite a considerable amount. And so we also know that we need better infrastructure. There were respondents to a recent survey done by the Office for National Statistics, where they admitted that they could have easily have walked instead of driving the journeys that they'd done under two miles. So it really needs to look at changing the behaviour and we need the infrastructure in place in order to change that behaviour. So making cycling and walking safer and more convenient. So Things like off-road paths, protected bike lanes, wider and better maintained pavements. Ultimately, we need to reduce the number of vehicles on our road to really tackle the air pollution and you know, the climate change that comes from that and to help us build healthier communities. And so that what we're saying is that the local council needs to lobby the government and make sure that they are getting more funding for walking, cycling and these zero carbon public transport infrastructure that we were just talking about, rather than the government investing, what was it, 27 billion, I think, into building new roads, which will worsen air quality and drive up emissions. Okay. I mean, isn't it inevitable that we're going to become more car based as people get back to work after pandemic, but are nervous about public transport? I mean, isn't this just a reality we're going to have to face? Oh, I don't want to think about going back to work. <laughs> I've quite enjoyed working from home. Um, but no, I don't, I don't actually think so. There's been a, well, I think we've probably all seen it as we've been walking around St Albans, the increase in cycling over the last year. So that shows that there's a real demand for investment in sustainable transport rather than cars. And of course, remember that not everyone owns a car, which means people can become socially isolated, which means that local shops and businesses suffer, which is why we need sustainable public transport. So cleaner bus fleets, 
and an electrified rail network would also be great. And if we invest in sustainable public transport, we know that people will use it. If we look at cities like Amsterdam and Copenhagen, for example, where cycling has been invested in and supported, the roads there are much safer, fairer, and people are less car dependent. Now, you're asking us to display green hearts with things like we love walking on it. What are you hoping that this will achieve? Who are you hoping to reach? Yeah, well, this activity coincides with the annual Climate Coalition's campaign. It's called Show the Love. It's been going for a number of years. And the campaign asks people to draw, paint, colour in a green heart and then write in the middle of the green heart something they love about nature. And of course, there's so much to choose from, isn't there? With Greenpeace being part of that climate coalition and its ongoing focus on air pollution and transport, we've narrowed the focus to sustainable transport, specifically asking people to think about the environmentally friendly ways they now move around St Albans. So whether that's quite simply a a new appreciation for walking at lunchtimes or running in the evenings, skipping, jumping, skating, rollerblading, or, you know, cycling, whatever, whatever that might be. There are so many alternatives to cars, which are not only better for the planet, but also better for us physically and mentally. Um, so j- just tell us the different ways that we can join in. You sort of mentioned the, the green hearts there. Where do you want us to put these? Um, anything else? Yeah, so there's uh, so you draw your green heart right in the middle, your new favourite environmentally friendly way to get around St Albans, and then take a picture of it and pop it onto social media. So pop it onto Twitter. So this is predominantly a social media campaign. Use the hashtags show the love and also the hashtag transform transport, because that's what we're campaigning about here. And then also, if you remember and you've got space, hashtag St Albans. Um, we then want to raise the awareness of the sustainable transport issues with local MPs and councillors. So you can either tag your local MP, which might be Daisy or BIM, but you should also tag in your local councillor as well. And you can find out who your county councillor is if you're not sure by going to write to them, pop that into Google, it'll come up, it's writetothem.com. And if you put in your postcode, it will actually bring up the name of your councillors. And then if you take the name and pop that into Google with Twitter, it will bring up their Twitter handle. So, yeah, it it sounds like a longer process than it actually is. Um, So it's all about telling our MPs and councillors that you support this green recovery and what you want to see happening in our area. So whether that's you want more cycle paths, you want greener buses, you want less traffic through town or a pedestrianised town centre. So. As an example, I might tweet Daisy, who is at Lib Dem Daisy, and I would say at Lib Dem Daisy, during lockdowns, I've enjoyed cycling more around town, but still find it scary on the main roads. Please, can you support more cycleways in hashtag St Albans, hashtag transform transport, hashtag show the love. And I would send that tweet along with my picture. I obviously appreciate that's quite a lot of information. So you can find all of this information on the St Albans Greenpeace Facebook page. Okay, thank you for uh, explaining that to us. Um, Now you've timed your week of action to coincide with half term. Are you hoping that kids will join in with this as well? 
yeah absolutely get the kids involved but it's it's really for anyone why not get crafty get the paint out get the sparkles out whatever it is you've got lying around the house and get involved with the campaign because now is a really important time to make these decisions as I mentioned earlier the decisions by government are being made now and this is our chance and time to inform what those decisions are. Lucy Bridgewater thank you very much indeed. Now, as I said, this week is National Nest Box Week. Frankly, if I was a bird, I think I could have done with a cosy nest book last week, but I suppose better late than never. And with many birds already starting to look for nesting sites, if you can find a space for a nest box in your garden or little patch, it will be much appreciated. There's lots of guides out there. If you'd like to build your own, look online. Um, And as one of the Wildlife Trust points out, there's no standard, accurate design for a nest box. Birds don't insist on their nest sites being mathematically precise what they do need is a nest site which is secure and weatherproof and as safe as possible from predators like next door's cat or if you prefer then you can buy a nest box online or um, go to one of our local garden centres like Carpenters, Aylets and Burston Tylers they've got, they've got nest boxes in stock Now, the Hearts of Middlesex Wildlife Trust will also be building nest boxes, both as part of their SWIFTS project and as a part of the newly launched Wild at Home spring term. Frida Romanhall of Hearts of Middlesex Wildlife Trust joined me to explain. So, Frida, let's start with swifts. Now, there's there's lots of birds in trouble at the moment. Bird numbers not doing great in a lot of areas. Why are you focusing particularly on swifts? Well, um, swifts in particular, at least for me personally, they are such amazing birds. I mean, did you know that they spend basically most of their lives in the air? So from when they fledge, um, sometimes until they start breeding, they wouldn't even land for just a few years. So they can eat, drink, sleep and even mate on the wing. Um, That in itself is quite impressive, to be honest. Um, But swifts, like many other uh, birds, unfortunately, um, are in a bit of trouble. So they have um, the populations have decreased by about 53 percent between um, 1995 and 2016. Um, the reason for that is so in the past um, our buildings would have open eaves, loose tiles, holes in the walls. Um, which is the perfect nesting and roosting habitat for for these birds, but also obviously for other animals. But with our modern construction techniques, we are sealing those eaves, we are fitting the tiles without gaps, and we're building walls with no holes. So um, swifts don't find a place to build their nest to roost, which is really sad because they are they are quite nice neighbours. They're really really beautiful to watch wheeling through the skies they're quite acrobatic as well and they don't make a lot of mess so if you have a swift in your eaves don't drive them away because they're really really brilliant animals they certainly are i think that is the quintessential sight of summer i know we talk about swallows in summer but swifts are are they swallows on speed aren't they just amazingly (laughs) acrobatic they are yes stunning birds and it would be a real loss if we didn't see them in the skies around um hertfordshire so what's hearts and middlesex wildlife trust doing about this then we have been working in the past with different council, for example, Stevenage Council and also Decorum to fit nest boxes on social housing when the houses were renovated. So it, there, there was no big deal of costs involved and loads of new homes created for those swifts. And we have got the feedback as well that in Decorum, some are already inhabited. 
Um, we've also fitted some nest boxes on our office uh, down in Verulamium Park. And well, before the pandemic, obviously, we were hoping to place swift sounds during the spring and summer to attract them to have a look at what's what's happening there. So you play recordings of swifts to sort of um, make swifts think that there's already swifts uh, around the nest box. And yeah, that exactly. So they're quite, yeah, yeah, they're quite uh, gregarious. So if they heard that, they would come down to check it out. But obviously, because we weren't in the office very much last year, and this year, uh, we weren't able to do that. But yeah, it's essential to provide these nesting places for those birds. So how about us? Can we do anything? Is there value in us putting swift boxes up on our own houses or are there other things we can do to help them? Yeah, absolutely. It's quite similar to all other, other wildlife. I mean, obviously, swifts eat little insects as well. So if you have a wildlife-friendly garden already, if you're attracting insects to your garden, that would help a lot. Swifts, but also other birds and other wildlife. But yes, with nest boxes are a great way to get them to your neighbourhood. It certainly would be for me. I shall be. Uh, I shall be looking online to see if I can find information about swift boxes and where to put them. So let's turn now to Wild at Home Spring Term. You've been running Wild at Home Winter Term since the New Year, um, and you've done a whole program of activities and online sessions for five to ten year olds. When does Wild at Home Spring Term start? The winter term was great. So we had quite a lot of fun. We had over 250 registrations to our events in the last couple of weeks. And we just decided we want to, we want to keep going because the feedback was so positive and so heartwarming to see all those little ones engaged with wildlife and really actively searching for spiders in the garden. So the Wild at Home spring term will start right after half term. We'll take the next two weeks to prepare all the activities. But as much as I can say is, it's time to roll up your sleeve. We're getting active. Oh, well, that sounds good. I mean, I uh, I was talking to a, a mum and she said that her kids are really bored with doing the same old stuff. They don't want to go for walks anymore. So this sounds really welcome. Tell us about some of the practical activities that you are thinking about putting in there. Yeah, we were thinking about a hotel, maybe build a nest box for a bird. These sort of things that you can do, whether you're a brilliant DIY person or not so if you if you don't have any DIY skills don't worry there are always ways you can do it in a in a smaller scale if you don't have a big garden if you only have a balcony there's always something you can do for wildlife regardless of the space you have okay and how about skills and equipment are we going to need a uber diy parent in a garage full of diy equipment no no not at all we're looking to make those activities really accessible for everyone and we do appreciate that not everyone is uber diy skilled it's what you can do what you can make you shall you shall make and it's great fun to learn. If, if you think something is out of your comfort zone, it's a great way to learn step by step how to do things. So, yeah, I, oh, I, would... I, 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 I was going to say, I imagine there's lots of learning in here, isn't there? As you say, you know, actually making things uses loads of different skills. And I imagine it won't just be fun to do, but also some really good learning for, um, for the five to 10 year olds as well. Frida, it sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, we hope that you get uh, a bit of a rest over half term before launching into uh, Wild at Home spring term. And thank you so much for coming to tell us all about it. 
And if you'd like to find out more about what the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust are doing to help Swifts and how you can help too, then book now for their Helping Hertfordshire Swifts online event on Friday the 19th of March between 2 and 3 o'clock with Jenny Rawson, their Senior Reserves Officer. And all the details are on the Trust's website. Now, someone who I'm sure will be making birds at home in his garden is local ecologist and author Joe Gray. Um, take a look at radiorolum.com slash podcast to hear me talking to him about his new book, 13 Paces by Four, Backyard Biophilia and the Emerging Earth Ethic. He'll also be giving a talk on the 1st of March in which he'll be sharing more about his book, the wildlife that has benefited from changes to his garden and how you can make your garden into a wildlife haven too. Talks organised by St Albans Friends of the Earth and you'll find more details on their website, stalbansfoe.org or their Facebook group. Registration is now open for this year's St Albans Sustainability Festival. Uh, as Sustfest Working Group Chair Jill Watson explained to us here on Environment Matters a couple of weeks ago, it's definitely going to go ahead for the 23rd of May to the 6th of June. So please, can we start encouraging any local groups that we're involved in, or schools, churches, uh, businesses, all that sort of thing, to start thinking about a COVID-safe, sustainability-themed event for the week now. And as well as online opportunities, there's going to be ideas like the lovely Sunflower Challenge that the Wilderhood Watch held last year, and things like Nature Walks we could perhaps do with one other person. Take a look at susfest.org for lots of information and inspiration. Do keep in touch uh, on Twitter at RV underscore environment, on the Environment Matters Facebook page, or you can drop me a line on amanda at radiorolum.com if you've got a comment about the show or ideas that you'd like us to cover. I'm going to be back at the same time next week. And until then, thanks for listening.